we have Ann Morrison here from Twiland.info, our scientist. And Ann, we have a ton of stuff to cover. Uh, <laughs> you do an amazing amount of work every week. Uh, and we have a direct link on our website to Twiland.info. What's the chief topic to start with today? Well, at first I want to thank you for the, uh, uh, for the live stream that we've been doing. I had a chance finally to watch it. And uh, it was really great. Uh, I think yeah, we uh, work well <laughs> Well, by the way, we use live stream when we do an interview at a distance. But when we're doing these other things now, I have a new, the highest level, most expensive video capture equipment available anywhere in America uh, and worldwide. And that's available now. That's And I had them just tuning it up yesterday. So it's even going to be better. Uh, and we can do high definition 1080 DPI uh, video for as long as we want and post it up on Vimeo and YouTube. Now, the live stream is limited to 780 DPI and, and the file sizes, and it's more clunky. It's great for interviews at a distance if you want to put somebody on camera. But in terms of video capture, um, my video capture software is kicking. And uh, we'll be doing a lot more videos with your great pictures and diagrams and charts. I mean, you do an amazing amount of work on this before we do it each week. And you're not going to find this information, by the way, anywhere else in the blogosphere or Internet. That's why... When we look at these topics, you need to know what's going on because these are not minor topics. These are like center of what you should know about what's going on with science, like Zika virus, radiation, terrorism, uh, topics like climate change, seismic activity. Uh, we've got a lot to cover today, so let's get started. Okay, I would like to start with radiation. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, they have, uh, some professor has put together six questions. Six nuclear questions for the next president. Right. Uh, I think that he wants some uh, some notoriety for uh, during the debates. But uh, John and John Moore and I talked about it at eight o'clock on on this uh, network, and John answered each question. Right. And he answered it very well. So I'm not thinking about us doing that because people can just um, tune in to John's. Uh, statements and uh, he gave very good answers I, I was just amazed yeah well let's I just want to go over it briefly because I have a background in nuclear physics and so on so I know this intimately and I actually took care of what we call nuclear agents and their biosecurity when they're wearing nuclear radiation suits so and when I work with the FBI and CDC and reserve and Lahusen radiological terrorism so people need to understand these are very brave threats but even just the threats of improper uh, maintenance of nuclear reactors that are post-geriatric in America is a good example, or the danger of what we call a radiological bomb, even from just getting cobalt-60 and putting conventional weapons around it to blow it up in an inner city or a stadium. People really aren't aware of the danger to people in the citizens uh, in cities or the idea of not only micronukes or suitcase size, but container-sized ones that can come across in a rig coming across from Mexico. I mean, really, people are just not aware, are they? John says that they are now the size of tennis balls. Right. Well, in fact, the ones that I was aware of, that the micronukes were tunable, size of a large softball, and they're tunable from anywhere from 10 kilotons up to 200 kilotons. That's a lot. Okay. Well, we do have some citizens under danger, and uh, so going to the first one there, we have a manual scram, and that means that the operators themselves put the uh, control rods directly into the fuel rods, to stop the nuclear reaction. And that is at something that should interest you. That is the nuclear power plant in Arizona, Palo Verde. Ah. Now, why would that interest you? Because San Onofre is shut down, and you are getting a lot of power from Palo Verde. 
Right. And, uh, in fact, by the way, one. most of the power that Can America buys in California is from Arizona because they have a they have a whole pile of nuclear reactors in Arizona. Yes, and at least three. Yep. And uh, there's uh, probably two million people within a fifty mile radius, and only one of the reactors is uh, is on hot standby. Now, uh, hot. This was. Let me see. It's number one. This was licensed in 1985, so you know it's beyond its operating life. Right. And the license has been extended by the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, NRC. Right. And um, what happened was that there were uh, there was an open pressurizer's main spray valve that was stuck open, and uh, they uh, so the the operators realized that uh that there was that the uh, uh the pressure was uh too low and so they 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 made the scram decision in other words they shut down uh number 1 at Palo Verde and uh the, they said that what happened was that the uh the, the the reactor coolant pumps were turned off because uh they couldn't close the main spray valve there and that's very important because that's the that's the uh, water that goes into the nuclear reactor to uh, keep it cool, and uh, you know, and then it it heats up the water, and the water then circulates out of the nuclear reactor and into the uh, into the uh, into the power grid. Right. There's In other the words, there's a, there's a, there's an initial loop of water that's deep that's radioactive, and then it goes through a thermocouple to the other systems to transfer for the energy is what you're saying. Yes, right. and yeah. the uh, the RC the pressure was uh, too small. Uh, it was too small because yeah, the spray yeah. was wrong. Right. And um, so it it is in the same condition that happened at Chernobyl. And I just want to remind people that what happened at Chernobyl was that there was a scram, and uh, the politicians called in from Moscow. And said, "We want our electricity," <laughs> and the operators yeah. pulled out the. Uh, right. So the politicians made the decision, not a nuclear scientist. Right. They pulled out the uh, the rods, and uh, then the reactor blew up. They probably would said, "You will turn on the power, or I will have Politburo pull you into prison and torture you for weeks first. So the well, nuclear guy said, well, I don't want to do this because the reactor's going to blow up or melt down. And they say, do it or else. We need power in Moscow. Yeah, and in any case, he's going to end mm. up in a bad position. He yeah, either way, it's going to be not good, yeah. Not good. By the way, that, that sarcophagus around the Chernobyl reactor is breaking down, and they're going to have to rebuild it. I heard it was going to cost, like, buco box, billions of dollars to rebuild this concrete sarcophagus they put around it. Well, they have to understand that some of the radioactive decay products are gaseous, and you you can't contain a gas. I mean, it's going to break apart whatever it's contained. Right, it's going to it's so, going to crack it. Yeah. So what they needed to do is have a venting system, and then transfer the the gaseous reactor uh, radioactive material, and then and then then glassify that material so that they can haul it away to a safe place or a depot where it's not going to get into the groundwater or vaporize into the troposphere. Actually, the glass flying won't work because it'll break the glass. 
but yes, something like that. Yeah, you have to have some, some way, way of converting the liquid ra- ra- radioactive waste to solid waste, is what I'm saying. And they have a number of ways of doing that, and again, without getting into that technology. The fact is that there's ways of inactivating the waste without, you know, getting out, so it just vents everywhere. Well, as we talked about, uh, we have a different fuel mix now and that we than we did even 30 years ago or 20 years ago, and uh, they're having a lot of problems with that. But let's not get into that right now. Right, you're talking they about fuel mix. In other words, a new fuel mix with old reactors is what you're saying. Yes, new fuel mix. Yes. Yeah. High-powered high fuel. fuel. Right. Burn-up fuel. That means that it has twice as much uranium-235 as the uh, original, that the nuclear reactors were defined to use. Senator Grassley was doing this with trying to convert all the reactors in the East United States to what's called breeder-style MOX-type reactors. And you could get a lot more power, 25 to 30% more power of the old reactors by using this higher-grade burnout fuel, which I think is craziness. This is a politician pushing this to try to see if they can get more power out of the old reactors and also generate more uh, high-grade uranium and plutonium that are actually detonators for nuclear weapons. Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> uh, when you look at the map, there's a lot of people living around these nuclear reactors. They, oh, yeah. They are well past uh, their shelf life and operating life, and they should be shut down. Of course, right. they've done it at San Onofre, and now they've got the problem because they aren't circulating water. The seals are going to dry out. Well, that, uh, the problem is if the seals dry out, then they lose containment. And the problem is... <laughs> People think, well, they just shut it down, it's fine. No, no, it's not fine. They have to keep circulating the water and maintaining this forever uh, because they're actually having nuclear materials not only in the reactor cooling pools, but the reactor itself is going to stay hot forever. Forever, that's right. Yeah, forever. Okay, the next one I want to talk about is another SCRAM, and a SCRAM is an acronym for a safety cut rope X-Men. And that comes out of the early Chicago days. When um, they suspended a bag of boron above the nuclear fission pool or the nuclear fission event, and uh, in case the nuclear fission <laughs> went out of control, right. they were they had a, a person with an axe there, and they had they said uh, safety, cut the rope, axe man, bam, <laughs> and they and if you look at. If you look at the nuclear power plants, you'll see a big red button that says "scram" on it. And yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It sounds like it's really high tech, you know, like Star Trek. But it's actually some guy with an axe cutting a bag of boron to to, to stop the neutron flux. Duh. Right. Oh my gosh! I mean, this is real caveman stuff, really. <laughs> well, those were the early days. Yeah. And uh, now they just uh, what happens when you press that button, which is a manual scram is that the control rods are inserted in between the fuel rods and it stops the... Uh, it, they yeah, the control, the rods are, control rods are basically neutron capture rods is what they are. They capture the neutrons so they stop the chain reaction or cut it down. Okay, now we have uh, another scram. It was a manual scram at Pilgrim, Massachusetts. And what happened was that the water level in the reactor got too high. So before it was, before they were having trouble getting it high, and now it's too high. And uh, Pilgrim has about five, uh, five million people within a fifty-mile radius. It was right. licensed in 1972, which means it's past its operating age. 
and has probably been relicensed by the NRC. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So they relicense it, even though they use a sharp engineering pencil and accounting pencil to say, well, we think this is okay and that's okay. And that's without uh, ultrasounds or x-ray of all the welds, looking at the thickness of pipes. For example, they had a pipe in reactors near Chicago a few years ago where they actually went in with brushes to kind of see if the pipes had any debris in them. And the brushes went right through the side of the pipe. And this is the pipes that were inside the with the loops to transfer containing material inside the reactor core itself. I mean, this is really stupid and crazy. Well... Yes. <laughs> mm, yeah. uh, there was some kind of design flaw there. Yeah, well, there's a design flaw in their brains, too, to try to do something when they're not really certain because what they should have done is ultrasound first because I know from my, my father, who was an instrumentation fitter, told me all these things you have to do with gas and pulp and paper mill and heavy water plants, and you would need to ultrasound every weld and every pipe first. Then you do an X-ray to see if there's changes in the pipe or integrity, and, of course, when you have neutron flux, you get crystalline changes to the mineral structure of the metals, which anneals them and they can break or valves or whatever or they can dry out. And then uh, if they're not doing these things, then they just stick something anatomically inside there, kind of just fish down there like a like a long hose, just like you're trying to clean out a, a you know septic tank or whatever. Uh, you know, they got to be a lot more careful because these are really what I call pulse geriatric reactors and they really, they're leaking radiation like everywhere. everywhere. For example, I found out from my sources that 75% of the plants in America leak major amounts of tritium, thorium, and other isotopes. And if you do radiation detectors and actually capture the air within 100 miles of these reactors, you find that zones of different of these isotopes, including tritium, thorium, etc., are present. And you can do a neutron spectroscopy and say, oh my gosh, all these reactors are leaking. They're all leaking. They're 100% of them. And some of them are leaking a heck of a lot more than others, just like the old reactors that you discovered a few weeks ago when you're looking up in Wisconsin. There's four reactors, one of them still active, and the radiation levels are off into orbit. And it's like, oh, uh, where's that come from? Oh, it's a mothballed reactor that's not properly being maintained. Whoa. Well, they didn't design maintenance in. And right. usually you do, especially right. in something that's so critical. But they just didn't didn't do that. They just right, and they, they don't have adequate staff, don't have adequate surgery, uh, we call safety procedures, don't maintain levels of technology to maintain the competence of their containment of the radioactive isotopes, don't even have medicines for properly monitoring the air or the water or the aquifers underneath it, these areas because they're often connected to aquifers that communicate with, say, fracking fields or uh, you know regular fields for crops. I mean, people don't understand that a lot of these reactors are leaking isotopes that are going to get into the you know the food chain, or get into the frac fields, just like the one near the WIP reactor in in uh, in uh, New Mexico, where that waste uh, processing plant reactor was. When they started losing containment with the kitty litter, it was actually getting into the frac fields where hundreds of wells were within so many miles of the reactor, and they had radioactive waste getting into the the, the hydrocarbons that were being extracted from the ground. Well, hydrocarbons normally contain some radiation anyway, but yes, yeah. this, was, this was a... Yeah, this is a major <laughs> bump. <laughs> yeah, this is a major bump. I mean, <laughs> yeah. not, not funny. And the problem is, you see, you don't hear politicians raising these questions because they don't have the technical knowledge to even ask the questions. That's why we in the media talk about this, and we're the very few of the actual qualified informed media, alternative media to mention it because the regular media is not going to ask these questions. They're not going to tell you that all the reactors across America are not being maintained by the idiot in Chief Obama or by the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. 
Uh, and then people that do come on, for example, like Chris Harris, who's had him on lately because he's working with the nuclear navy, and we'll do some videos with him. But the real issue is that nobody's asking questions, and the scientists are in the media, like Michio Kaku and other nuclear scientists. They're absolutely don't leave. I mean, it's not good. Anyway, that's why I wanted to bring this up, and those uh, 5 million people who live around within 50 miles of Pilgrim uh, nuclear power plant need to be aware, and they need to contact their their, uh, state representative and uh, find out... uh, you know, find out what happened. Anyway, what happened here was that the feed water that goes into the nuclear reactor that circulates around the the uh, the uh, fuel rods as they're uh, pumping heat and heating up the water, uh, the feed water uh, started oscillating. The, the level of the feed waters uh, had an oscillation in it. And they didn't know why. But you don't want an oscillation because what happens is then... Uh, the water level inside the nuclear reactor also oscillates, and then you've got voids, and you've got uh, high water and other things. So the uh, operators decided to shut it down, and uh, they still don't. They're still trying to figure out what's wrong with it. And normally, we don't get a a uh, report on how they fix things because. They don't have to file a report for 30 days, and in some cases, 60 days, and yeah. in some cases, 90 days. It's getting out of what's called a news cycle, uh, which is within two weeks, and if it isn't that news cycle, it falls uh, off the end of the of the media. Right. Okay, we have a, um, not a scram, but uh, we have a technical specification, and it required a shutdown in Wolf Creek, Kansas. And uh, there's about 200,000 people who are, live within a 50-mile radius of, uh, of uh, well, it's near Burlington, Kansas. And um, what happened was uh, the, uh, the, uh, le- there was a leakage that exceeded one gallon per minute, and they didn't know where it was coming from. So what they did was that they, they just shut it down. And it's in hot standby. Now, again, remember, people, if you're by a reactor that's in hot standby, you are in the same position that people around Chernobyl were when it blew up. Right. So I want you to be very careful and think about, well, if this nuclear reactor blows up, where am I going? And how, I'm, how am I getting there? And how, how long before the perimeter fences get set up? Well, that's why I tell people to get go to LCMF and get a radiation detector and always run away at 90 degrees to the radiation plume. Oh, okay. That's right. So if the radiation plume is heading a certain direction, you know, latitude, longitude, whatever, certain direction in terms of the compass, run away at 90 degrees to that plume direction. That's right. And you probably will have about an hour before they get the perimeter uh, fencing up. Yeah. When we come back, we got more nuclear stuff, and then we were going to get into everything from biosecurity and the Zika to uh, terrorism and seismic activity. This is hard science here. We're going to try to make it understandable, uh, scary, and sometimes the scary can even be funny scary. Hopefully, don't laugh too hard, though, because it may hurt. Back in a moment. 
You, your husband, your wife, your children, we all need food. And with dozens of food storage companies buying up airtime all over radio, it's hard for you to know which company you can actually trust. Hey folks, John Stattmiller here. We at RBN understand, which is why I personally searched out a storable food company and one with similar core values to us here at RBN and of course you, the listener. Well, I found such a company. I'd like to introduce you to Numana Food Storage. Numana Food Storage, highly nutritious, GMO-free, contains no aspartame, no high fructose corn syrup, has no chemical preservatives or soy, and Numana Food Storage has a 25-year shelf life. To back up my claims, we've made Numana Food Storage the exclusive food sponsor of RBN. Call 888-597-0775, 888-597-0775. Order online at numanarepublic.com. That's N-U-M-A-N-N-A, republic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat. While the large majority of Americans have never heard of cryptocurrency, it is the medium of exchange of the future that has already begun. On the other hand, the large majority of RBN listeners are very aware of the corruption within the Fed and the trillions in counterfeit money and credit it has created. Well, would you like to do something about this? OneCoin, the fastest growing company of any kind in world history, will pay you to help do away with the Federal Reserve. Henry Ford didn't invent the automobile, but he surely developed many great improvements in the industry. In 1927, talking pictures made silent movies obsolete overnight, and email has practically done away with the need for or fax machine. With cryptocurrency, Bitcoin became the pioneer in 2009. But now OneCoin, as the first ever gold-backed cryptocurrency, has moved to the top of the industry in only two years, and its impact on the financial world could be devastating to the Fed. Bill Gates and Richard Branson and all the jillionaires are already acknowledging that this system of paying for goods and services is becoming what will be recognized as the new worldwide reserve currency. For more information, call Pat Shannon at 601-212-0911. Again, that's Pat Shannon at 601-212-0911. IRA and 401k account holders. Are you crossing your fingers for the stock market to continue its bull run or hoping for a miracle to pay off our $19 trillion national debt? American Bullion wants you to think for a moment. If we go through another significant stock market correction and things begin to unravel, you could suffer some serious losses. On the other hand, gold is a proven long-term asset that could hedge and protect your retirement accounts from getting washed away. Call American Bullion now and let them show you how easy it is is to transfer your existing IRA or roll over your 401k into a gold IRA. American Bullion has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and is a leader in gold IRAs. With just one call, their experts can explain everything there is to know and get you started with a free gold IRA guide. Call 1-800-545-2525. Save your retirement. Call American Bullion now at 1-800-545-2525. That's 1-800-545-2525. Any other nuclear issues you want to talk about, Ann? Yes, absolutely. I have a really big issue that I'm really angry about. <laughs> in Cooper, which is in Nebraska, actually it's at the four, uh, corner. It's at the corner of four states: Nebraska, Iowa, Missouri, and Kansas. That's uh-huh. where Cooper Nuclear Power Plant is located, and it was licensed in 1974, which means that 
it's past its operating age and should have been, uh, it's geriatric, in other words. Well, I call them, I, just to be funny, I call them post-geriatric. How's that? Post-geriatric. Post <laughs> now, what happened was that uh, they got a seismic alarm. So they didn't shut it down. Uh, there was no scram or anything. It's just they had a uh, an unusual event alarm. And uh, what happened was that it was because of the uh, seismic activity that was occurring at uh, Pawnee, Oklahoma. I remember when we talked about the magnitude right, the big... 5.8, right. which, was, which was by Oklahoma City, but they designated it as Pawnee, Oklahoma. Right. And, and my, my point being is that Cooper... Uh, at least had a seismic alarm. They had an unusual event. But there are other nuclear power uh, generators, <laughs> nuclear power plants, uh, that should have caught it. For instance, right. Wolf Creek, which we just talked about, in the, and uh, they didn't catch it, although you know that they did have problems. Uh, they did have problems with their nuclear reactor. They had, right. uh, yes, okay. And then also the other one is Fort Calhoun, which is in Nebraska, not very far away from Cooper. Why didn't they catch a seismic event? And in fact, why didn't Callaway in Missouri? So uh, I'm very unhappy with the NRC, and I think that people that live around those nuclear power plants should be unhappy too and should should think about calling their uh, representatives and saying, you know, we had an earthquake in the middle of Oklahoma, near Oklahoma City, and uh, why didn't we get a seismic event registered on our nuclear power plant? Now, of course, a lot of these are frack wakes. They're transmitted by fracking, and they're particularly pumping down different specific gravity material into the different rock layers, so they're actually creating a geotectonic uh, stress area that triggers off earthquakes. So people need to be aware that these are events that could be prevented, but they're putting the material back in the wrong layer of the rock, and it's actually precipitating the danger of a pretty major frack wake. Well, that's true, and you have to take that into consideration. But uh, there is a new volcanic volcanic zone that uh, crosses the northern part of Mexico from west to east. And uh, you remember the volcano that uh, erupted in 1912 in a cornfield? Remember the farmer went out to his cornfield and first he saw some smoke coming out of the ground and the next is that, day... No, that, is that no, you're talking about Oklahoma? No, I'm talking about Mexico. In Mexico, yeah, yeah. I remember that with that one, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. had a new, a new volcano coming up right in the middle of the cornfield, yeah. Right in the middle of the cornfield in 1912. And uh, it's part, so they did a mapping, and they've decided that the northern part of Mexico is what they're calling a new volcanic field. So there is going to, they think there's going to be more than one volcano in that in that area. It's a big area. But there's no reason to expect that we don't or we wouldn't have a uh, magma coming up as far as Oklahoma. And in fact, Oklahoma City is between uh, this new volcanic field and Yellowstone. So oh, really? it's possible. So there may be a, there may be a link there. Wow. That's there interesting. There may be. I, I'm not ready to discount this 5.8 earthquake at Pawnee, Oklahoma completely yet as not being a uh, seismic event it it may i mean it's a seismic event 
whether it's due to fracking or not, I'm, I'm on yeah, the edge. Right. Well, we know there's fracking occurring elsewhere, and it's not triggering off, so there's probably some other event like you're mentioning here. It's very likely there's something happening like geotectonic things like volcanic activity or uh, deep events happening inside the Earth so that the fracking may be a trigger, but it doesn't trigger it elsewhere. In other words, we're seeing fracking elsewhere in the United States. It doesn't trigger off earthquakes in North, in, uh, North Dakota or elsewhere, does it? No. No. So All there's right. something else going on besides the fracking. Although they shut the fracking down and quieted things down, so there's something else happening deep in the Earth, and they probably aren't notifying people that maybe the new volcanic uh, set of uh, activity is occurring or tectonic events, and that the fracking is just aggravating it. That's what I oh, guess. Oh, that's possible, yes. Yeah. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Are you tired of brown rust stains on your toilets, sinks, and clothes? Does your water smell and taste bad? Don't live with these problems anymore. HydroCare's revolutionary well water systems, available at Wave Home Solutions, gives you clean, healthy, great-tasting water from every faucet. They remove iron, hydrogen sulfide, sediment, and many other contaminants that are distasteful and damaging your fixtures. You'll be amazed how fresh and clean well water can be. Satisfaction guaranteed. Go to bestwater123.com. That's bestwater123.com. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. As a regular listener to Republic Broadcasting, you certainly understand the times and circumstances that we are living in. You certainly understand that the good times are over, and you certainly understand what we are heading for. Though we do not know what exactly is going to happen, we must assume that it's going to be a disaster. Are you prepared for that mess? Go to www.bugoutpanama.net and get the necessary information on our growing community of awake and prepared individuals just like you. At www.bugoutpanama.net, you will learn how we are preparing on our farm, Finca Bayano, for what is coming. Emigrate while you still can to our village, where survival is of the utmost importance. 
prepare. Don't despair at www.bugoutpanama.net. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. AirOutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AirOutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at AirOutfitting.com. And welcome back. And so um, when we do our video, we'll cover some of these other topics, like these uh, six questions a little bit more. John Moore, in your show this morning, I guess, uh, made a 15-minute presentation of his answers, and he's got a long experience in the military to these six questions about uh, six questions for the president about nuclear weapons. And, uh, this looks like a good topic to talk about on our video later. Uh, let's, okay. let's continue. Okay. Now, the reason that I, I want to bring this this. Uh, notice uh, seismic notice up notice of an unusual event and it was seismic was we want to remember that in August 23rd in 2011 in, uh, there was a 5.8 earthquake that occurred 11 miles from uh, the North Anna reactors there were two reactors there and uh, that was in uh, Virginia and uh, so uh, they I don't know if you remember the pictures that they showed, but the uh, you know the, the different the concrete footings and the pieces of equipment were all caliwampus. <laughs> they were just you know they weren't they weren't up, they were square, and uh, right. they 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 uh, they did a walkthrough, and uh, they satisfied they were satisfied that the plant uh, could be restarted. And uh, they did say that they might uh, think about looking at the fault and making sure that when they um, did the design, that they, that, you know, whether any parts of the design would need to be changed because now they had more information on the fault because of this 5.8 earthquake. Right. So let's let's remember that uh, that this has happened before, and uh, so this is not a new thing even though this was in Oklahoma and not in Virginia, and it had fewer people around it. Okay, so my question is, why weren't the other nuclear reactors uh, uh, finding this unusual event? Okay, we have a report. There, uh, We do have uh, a bunch of, uh, re- of locations that are level four, which is a watch, 
in these uh, locations have um, gamma detectors. In gamma, we have alpha and beta particles that come from uh, radioactive materials. And we also have gamma. And gamma is by far the worst as far as your health is concerned. It can damage right. your DNA. It can cause birth defects. It can give you cancer. It, uh, as long as you don't breathe in alpha or beta, you're probably going to be okay. Right. And if you wear long sleeves and all that. So let me just go over these briefly. Uh, the one that they were specifically concerned about was in Atlanta, Georgia. And this is counts per minute of gamma radiation in the energy range of 600 to 800 kiloelectron volts. So this has a specific, they know, they know what it was, and uh, it's, uh, the average is 304. So it's above the average, the high is 444. Uh, next one was Lincoln, Nebraska. It's currently at 329 counts per minute of gamma. Omaha, Nebraska is currently at 295 uh, counts per minute of gamma. And uh, let's see, I want to go down to, now when they do a concern, when it's at a level of four, they, uh, they also give an indication of how good the data is. And so the one at, uh, that was near Atlanta, Georgia, at uh, 411 counts per minute, uh, happens to be a good site, so it's reliable. Right. Um, but it was not. It was not high enough to be considered an alert. They uh, rate them as good, unreliable, and inactive. And I want to talk about the inactive ones, uh, Doctor Bill, because people. I'm going to read a list of cities, and all of these cities have uh, gamma detectors, and they're held by their. <laughs> They're, they're used by the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, and I know that that's a cuss word in, in some, I like that uh, in cuss some word. people. It's, yeah, it's a cuss it, word. That's good. Yeah. And, but what you need to do is you need to contact your state EPA uh, department and, ask, and tell them or ask them nicely that uh, they start publishing data from this equipment that the taxpayers paid for. We have a need to know what the gamma radiation level is. Yeah, they, and, and the, the gamma network, by the way, is not being properly either managed or published. That's the problem. Well, it may be monitored, but I don't think it's being published. Exactly. So, the, and it's going to take people in these cities to get it to get it published. Okay, ready? Let's go. Yep. Anchorage, Alaska. Juneau, Juneau, Alaska, Riverside, California, Sacramento, California, San Diego, California, Des Moines, Iowa, Champion, Illinois. I'm sorry, Champion. Champagne. Illinois. You have to think of the drink. Champagne, yeah. Kearney, Nebraska, Syracuse, New York, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Corvallis, Oregon, Dallas, Texas, Harlington, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. So if you heard your city called out there, you need to contact your state EPA office and rattle their cage and say, we know that you have the detectors and we want the data published right. daily. And if you, uh, you can, talk to your representative. Yeah. And uh, uh, what do you want to do now? 
Do you want to go into terrorism or something else? Uh, yeah, I think the, the the area that I think is most important is to look at uh, terrorism because I think that the most likely terrorist activity will be uh, not just a shooting, so let's say, in a freeway or a shopping center, but a radiological bomb. That's my guess. Um, or, a yeah, most likely a radiological bomb because well, they've been threatening for years the idea that they're going to use a dirty bomb, whether it's medical waste from, you know, a uh, radiation therapy from a hospital or they get some dirty materials from somewhere else and they put a conventional bomb around it. Uh, we know that Obama has an open-door policy and so does Hillary Clinton to actually allow terrorism to occur because they, they wanted to increase domestic security control by their uh, bipartisan bill, which I'm sure is waiting in the wings for the right events to happen. And uh, so terrorism is a, is a tool of the globalist maniacs. Yes, okay, well... Do you know where Calais, France is? It's on the French side of the tunnel. And the tunnel yeah, is, yeah. That, right. is that tunnel that goes between Britain and France. Right. Calais is, is the major terminus of, of it on the French side, yeah. In Nor- Normandy. Yes. Well, there is an immigrant camp there for the Syrian immigrants. Uh, they kind of build it up. And what they do is that they... Uh, they stop the trucks. They get out on the on the roads and they stop the trucks, and then they climb on top of them or inside of them and then try to get into Great Britain. So uh, this has been a problem and is getting worse. And they're thinking that uh, what they can do is just go in there with the army and uh, get rid of that immigrant camp. Uh, the, the refugees are desperate to cross the channel. And they're just creating carnage around the ferry terminal. And they block the road with trees. And uh, this this camp, this immigrant camp, is called, it's a notorious camp, Jungle Camp. And they've started hurling missiles as, as vehicles go by them to uh, stop them before they ambush them. And uh, uh, people are, are they, nobody's died yet, but um, uh, they did set some trucks on fire. And, uh, you know, people like tourists, <laughs> they're not used to this. They're not used to having immigrants uh, being so warlike. <laughs> I guess right. you say that. Exactly. And, uh, Europe is blowing up, by the way. We have, uh, uh, we, we didn't have uh, Leoline Zagamian because he's moving to uh, Berlin. Uh, so sorry to, he's, he had a problem with, this, uh, with moving to a different house in Italy. And uh, hardly last week we couldn't get him because he's moving to Berlin. But what's going? Our contacts in Europe tell us that everything is blowing apart there, and it's primarily this Hiraj, this Muslim invasion, and the amount of terrorist activities are like one every eighty-four hours now. It's crazy. Wow. Okay. In addition to that, we have uh, Russian fighter jets that are flying uh, very close to American surveillance planes uh, around the Black Sea, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, they, uh, of course, Russia says, well, you were approaching our border, and the U.S. officials say, uh, no, we're, we were out on the Black Sea. But they have flown, the Russian fighter jets have flown within 10 feet of American surveillance planes. And uh, so that's, that's going to up our potential for problems. You remember that a uh, Russian plane was shot down by Turkey. Uh, when it was uh, being used in Syria to bomb uh, the uh, the uh, terrorists in Syria, 
And uh, so uh, it's becoming an air war over there. And yeah, now that now America and NATO are trying to set up a, quote, a, a, uh, a safe zone, which is basically another no-fly zone over Syria. And uh, Iraq, and basically Turkey's already put ground troops in the area of the so-called no-fly zone. This is going to precipitate a war directly, a conflict with Russia and Syria and NATO, uh, all in that area, and it's going to cause a catastrophe because they've, the American Air Force generals already said if Russia incurs into this area, shoot them and shoot the Syrians. So that means you shoot Russian jets down, you're going to start a great big war, not a little war. This is going to be hot. Well, and Turkey has crossed the border into Syria. Right. And what they they're were doing there. is they, they're already there. They've, they've sent in two waves of soldiers into Syria, northern Syria. And what they would like to do is set up a, a no-fly zone so that the Syrian immigrants could be resettled in Syria at the northern border. They don't want them crossing into Turkey because they don't want them to become citizens of Turkey. Yeah, they already anyway. have a big problem with three quarters. With ninety-five percent of the population in eastern Turkey are Kurdish, and they've right. been fighting them for over fifty years. So this is not a new problem. And uh, the refugees coming in there are a real big problem for Turkey. They don't really don't know how to handle it, and they certainly, you know, they're trying to make a deal with Europe, but they're not going to dump them into Europe. They're trying to keep them in Turkey, which is, you know, there's lots of money being exchanged here. This is not a good situation, and it's only going to get a lot worse before it gets catastrophic, I call it. Yeah, when I woke up this morning now, uh, the news was on North Korea. They had a nuclear test, and it worked. And it created, the way we found out about it was it created, well, I'm sure our security services found out about it right away. Right. It created a 5.3 magnitude earthquake, and the USGS... If you look at the map that the USGS publishes, they show uh, seismic events that are not due to magma uh, or uh, faults as diamonds instead of circles. And uh, they they did post it on the on the uh, map this morning. It was a 5.3 magnitude 5.3, and it was in North Korea, and then. The newswires just went crazy. Yeah. Um, they <laughs> part, part of it, I think, is to try to challenge the West so that they can see the West testing those anti-missile systems. And it will come up when we do those questions in the video after the show today on the six questions the president has to answer. Uh, and I, I, I want to get into this. I haven't heard uh, John Moore's response, but I'll give my perspective on it because we have three layers for our anti-missile system. The first is that or theater high-altitude air defense. Uh, which is missile to hit a missile. Second is plasma interferometry in the upper troposphere to scramble the missile guidance systems. And the third is a Tesla-style death ray to literally vaporize the missile system before it comes in uh, back into near space. And uh, I don't think people realize that we don't have enough of these Layer 3 anti-missile systems. We do have uh, quite a few theater air defense, but they're not very effective. The plasma interferometry is pretty good, but it just scrambles the missile guidance system. You still have missiles coming back to Earth with, uh, you know, their scrambled detonation warheads, systems yeah. with warheads. And, uh, you know, the the real issue to me is that, you know, North Korea is doing this because China allows them. I mean, as I said as a joke, uh, Kim Jong-un can't wipe his butt, uh, but under instructions from China. I mean... <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the idea that he does it on his own, or he's just this uncontrolled, uh, crazy, what I call the mad dog of North Korea is under the control of a chain around his neck from China. So if China is ticked off, just like they were ticked off of even Obama arriving there, because remember, the TPP is a direct attack on China. China's not a consigner to the Trans-Pacific Partnership. So they didn't even bring a, a, a step to get out of the Air Force One for the abominator. So he had to ask the escapes with the back hatch of the Air Force One down a you know a rescue step that they had. Right. So yeah. <laughs> you got to understand what's going on here. Is the Chinese are getting too big for their britches, and they probably even making the Russians nervous. I personally think Russia and China want to at some future date, and of course Joel Skousen wants to challenge the West in about ten years. The fact is, no matter what date they have, literally America has weapons hundreds of years ahead of anybody. And uh, they need to know this, that literally, and I'm going to repeat this for you people out there that think you know better in China, without peeling the paint from the walls and without causing wilting of your flowers in your window boxes, they can kill everybody in a large city like Beijing from space without firing one missile or shooting one bullet. You need to be aware of that. So if you want to start a war, we're not just talking about weaponizing and putting nuclear weapons in the hands of Japanese or, North, or South Koreans or Taiwanese. You need to realize that we have a very ineffective, wimpy president right now, but we're not going to have one in the future. Even Hillary, compared to Obama, is far more aggressive than the abominator. And if Donald Trump gets in, believe me, our allies will respect us and our enemies will shake in their boots. They're going to shake in their boots. They're not going to get away with any kind of crap again. Believe me, the latter will show up when Trump arrives. Yeah, this was their fifth and largest nuclear test. And uh, if you look at the regional missile defense capabilities around North Korea, uh, we see that South Korea has both uh, missile defense systems and warships with anti-missile capabilities. Right. And so does Japan. And then in Guam, the United States has missile defense systems. And, uh, of course, in the Pacific Ocean off the coast, uh, we have uh, warships with anti-missile capabilities. The, the, the most effective is one that, they, that Obama hasn't funded enough in the last eight years, which is a Tesla-styled uh, directed energy weapon system that can vaporize any solid object, including a missile coming in at uh, Mach 8, uh, and vaporize it into an atomic vapor. And they need to realize that no missile can escape the system. The theater defense isn't very effective, but the uh, and the uh, interferometry field is pretty effective, but it still means the missile's coming in. But our directed energy weapons means nothing is coming into our space or the space of our allies. We don't have enough of these yet. And when Obama is gone, and Trump is in, President Trump, I call him, he will build enough of these that no one will dare to pick a fight with us because nothing will ever touch our soil. We are the American Freedom Party. This is the most urgent time in the history of Western civilization. In the year 1900, white people of European descent comprised 35% of the world population. Today it is less than 9% and falling fast. Europe is being overrun with Middle Eastern immigrants, and America's founding stock is rapidly being replaced with third world peoples from around the globe. 
For the last 50 years, every influential institution in this nation, our schools and universities, our media, our churches and our employers, have promoted policies and principles that teach whites to be ashamed of their great heritage and birthright. We, who in the 1950s, the 1960s, and 1970s were the world's dominant force, are now so afraid of being called racist that we were quailing towards irrelevance and extinction. Join the American Freedom Party today. Reach us at theamericanfreedomparty.us or call us at 701-317-5317. Paid for by the American Freedom Party. You, your husband, your wife, your children, we all need food. And with dozens of food storage companies buying up airtime all over radio, it's hard for you to know which company you can actually trust. Hey folks, John Statmiller here. We at RBN understand, which is why I personally searched out a storable food company and one with similar core values to us here at RBN and of course you, the listener. Well, I found such a company. I'd like to introduce you to Numana Food Storage. Numana Food Storage, highly nutritious, GMO-free, contains no aspartame, no high fructose corn syrup, has no chemical preservatives or soy, and Numana Food Storage has a 25-year shelf life. To back up my claims, we've made Numana Food Storage the exclusive food sponsor of RBN. Call 888-597-0775, 888-597-0775. Order online at numanarepublic.com. That's N-U-M-A-N-N-A, republic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutral the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. We're talking about climate. What's going on with the climate? And because we have a lot of issues going on, Arctic ozone hole, uh, the northern jet stream, uh, low risk for significant fire potential on Sunday, the 11th of September. What, what's happening? Well, I want uh, the ozone. Remember, the United States send up satellites, and what they do is they just measure the, the stratosphere. And within the stratosphere, there is a layer that's called ozone. Right. ozone layer and when there gets to be a hole in the ozone layer then the ultraviolet light from the sun can pass through the stratosphere and make it all the way to the surface of the earth and right now there's an ozone hole north of Siberia right over the magnetic north pole Right, and it's pretty good size but at least it isn't on our side of the globe 
I, I now the northern jet stream. I, I used a different. I'd use the Atlantic projection because I want people to understand what's happening with the jet stream. Right. And you can look at this picture that uh, will be on live stream. And uh, the northern jet stream looks wimpy, <laughs> wimpy compared mm-hmm. to the southern jet stream. I mean, it's just a, a small ribbon. It's a, it's a faint shadow of the southern. Yes, it's just a shadow of the southern jet stream. The southern jet stream actually comes up as far as the equator, but uh, the northern jet stream doesn't begin to approach. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it's nowhere near the equator. And um, the uh, circle, the little green circle, is uh, traveling at 128 miles per hour, which is, well, you know, you'd expect a jet stream to travel faster than that. Now, in addition, I've circled a uh, upper-level low, and it's off the northeast coast. It's kind of hard to see in this projection. And I've put an arrow there showing it going counterclockwise. And if you remember, a low is a circle. Uh, that The winds circle counterclockwise. So that's how we right. know it's a low. Right. And that's right off the northeast coast. I don't know what's going to come of that. Northeast, out, northeast coast of uh, where? Of the United States. Of the United States, okay. Yeah. Okay, we don't have any uh, seven-day significant fire potential. Uh, everything is, we have uh, low risk in the Rocky Mountains and a moderate risk in Southern California, Nevada. Now, now we're, and, yeah. now we're, now we're okay. heading up to the equinox. And you mentioned before, Anna, over the last several years, that there's an increased risk of volcanism and earthquakes around the equinox. Yes, well, you can see that uh, if we... Uh, if you scroll down, you'll see the volcanic activity. And we've been talking about the volcanic activity uh, over the last couple of weeks. And it's been in the northern hemisphere. Right. Well, this week we actually have a volcano that's active in the southern hemisphere. It's not one that we know about. It's in Chile. And uh, it's a new one. Uh, but uh, uh, at least it, it is active. And but still, most of them, the most of them are in the northern hemisphere. Oh no, the music! Yeah, don't worry, we'll have lots of time. We'll be, uh, I, we won't have to have commercial breaks. We'll have a good video uh, after the show in about an hour and a half. We will do a video that describes with video capture all these things with the fancy pictures and more dialogue. And if you thank you, uh, Dr. Bill. Thank you, Anna, and we'll be back in a moment. We'll be posting it up on uh, Vimeo and YouTube. So if you go to our Vimeo and YouTube channels, you'll be able to see it after the show. Thank you, Ann Morrison. Of course, back in a moment with uh, Michelle. She's the host, and we'll be back with your questions on health and wellness issues and a little humor, some jokes, maybe to try to make you laugh while we make you healthy in just a moment. Stay tuned. Are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party 
and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. 